This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3357 for Tuesday, the 15th of June 2021. Today's show is entitled My Terminal Journey, Part 02, and is part of the series App Spelunking. It is hosted by somebody on the internet and is about 32 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Becoming Terminal Friendly. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. I'm your host, some guy on the internet, and today we're going to have another episode, a part two of my terminal journey. And this is, you know, the becoming friendly with the terminal is the subtitle here. It's part of the apt spelunking series because I didn't know what else to uh to uh, select as and I, I was tired of just constantly selecting general for everything. But I mean, you know, it general works, right? Alrighty. So got a new format. I'm eager to test it out. Let's get right into it. All right. First thing first, we're going to be discovering our packages, meaning our packages that need to be updated and upgraded on our system. And we're going to be using the vertical list this time using the apt package manager. That's just the APT package manager. Now, let me just go ahead and move right on over to... So APT, that is the Alpha Papa Tango apt package manager. We want to do a command of sudo apt list. So that's sudo space apt space list space. And then we're going to do hyphen hyphen upgradable. All right, let's start off with sudo. Sudo is your root privileges. If you're used to Windows, Windows, you would have the uh, add administrative privileges or whatever, or run as administrative. Whenever you would right click on a file and then run it, you would get the option to run as administrator. Uh, well, in Linux, using the terminal, sudo is that exact same thing. It's root in Linux. So you're getting root privileges for a single command. Now, the apt apt is the command name. apt is the package manager under Ubuntu and Ubuntu-based systems. Um, there are others that you can use as well. You know, there's apt, there's apt-get, aptitude, it, but we're going to talk about apt for now. Uh, what we're going to add on to that as well is the list. You want to get a list of the packages, but not just any list of packages. You want only the ones that are upgradable. And that's why we use the dash dash upgradable just to kind of narrow things in. And that'll just give us the list of packages that have an available upgrade. All right. So I'm going to make sure that I give you that command standard output down in the show notes and I'll, I'll shorten it up. I'll get a little bit from the top, a little bit from the middle and a little bit from the bottom of the output and just paste it in there so that way you can get a feel of how the layout of it will come. Obviously, depending on how often you update, upgrade your your system, yeah, you, you might have a lot more if you don't do it very often. Or if you're like me, you update 
regularly, uh, it won't be that much. But again, I only put a few of them here just because this is just to give you a feel of what you should see if you run that command. Alrighty, next up, let's talk about apt-get. Now, the reason we're going to use apt-get instead of apt this time is because apt has the list function that you can use to get the list of upgradable packages. That's nice. That's great if you want to use apt. But another way that you can do it and get a different layout of the packages, you know, like a different format for how the information is displayed for you with a little extra information as well, is we can use apt get, which is virtually the same thing. It's just I think apt was created by Ubuntu and apt get was created by Debian. But I think I'm, I'm fairly on par. Here we go. So the first thing we're going to do, here's the command sudo apt get. Now that's that's apt hyphen get. Then we're going to do a space. Then we're going to use the hyphen u option. Following that, we're going to do a space upgrade space assume no. Well, it, it'll be space dash dash assume no to the very end of the command. Let's go ahead and go through a breakdown of that command. So you guys remember the pseudo part, right? That's just root privileges, a.k.a. admin privileges for a single command. Then we move into apt get, which is the command name. And it's the command name of the package manager, which is known as apt get. Now we're going to go to that U uh, option there or U flag, however you want to call it. It also has the long form, which is dash dash show upgraded. All right. And all that does is list the upgradable packages. Now, the thing about this one is it has to be used with the upgrade command. You can't just run apt get and then do the U option and get the upgraded packages. You have to run an upgrade as well to then get the list of upgraded packages. So obviously we're going to run the upgrade command right after the attack you or, or dash you, excuse me. Now we don't actually want to upgrade. We just want to see the packages. So what we do is at the very end of that, we're going to use assume no. And all that does is just says, you know, at the end of the command, uh, when you're installing software or updating or whatever, it says, you know, do you want to continue or do you want to make these changes to the system? You're automatically going to be answering no to that because you don't want to make any changes. You just want to see it first. Right. So that's what we're doing. No commitment here. No right off the jump. But just give me the, the information I want. That's the design of this command. So now right after that. Oh, you know what? I should probably tell you this as well. The uh, command in Linux meant the uh, the option for dash U or the show upgrade. That's not actually in the man page for apt get. I had to go online to view that because the man page for Linux meant. I mean, the man page for apt get under Linux meant. It'll show you at the very top in the synopsis that you is an option that can be ran. But down in the description, when you try to get more details on it, it's not available down in there. So I don't know if that's a bug or what. And I don't even know how to I don't know who to even tell that that's a bug. I don't know if you tell Linux meant that or do you, you know, <laughs> it's so I'm still trying to figure that out. But uh, I'll eventually just post it in a couple of places and see what information I get back. Okay, so the command standard output should give us a nice 
long list. Not really long, but it depends, again, on how long it's been since the last time you've done an update upgrade. This command will give you the packages in a horizontal layout, though. So it'll be just uh, one package after another going from left to right, as well as some other useful information. Like it'll also tell you things like, uh, let me just take a quick look here. Following packages were automatically installed and no longer are required. So you will get the auto remove thing. If you wanted to do sudo app auto removed, it shows you what packages will be removed if you do that. Now, in my case, I have an NVIDIA GPU in here and it's showing a bunch of NVIDIA stuff in here to auto remove. I'm not going to auto remove that because that sounds like a bad idea. Like I, I may have a serious situation if I do that. Plus, I haven't investigated what those different things are. I know that they have to do with the GPU, but I still don't know exactly why it's telling me to remove them so I can investigate them. And I know about them now, but I'm not going to run that command, which is the auto remove command. No, sir. I see which packages have been kept back, which is great. It's got some images in there that it's keeping back. OK, I see that. And it lets me know in total that I have 60 packages that uh, could use an upgrade and um, five of them will not be upgrade in total. That'll be 295. Now, after this operation, you know how much disk space will be used and it automatically says no to do you want to continue because we put the assume no in there. So it's a nice breakdown of everything. And it just it just allows you to see more of what your system is doing when you update and upgrade. Right. And you get a list of those packages like, you know, what what exactly is my system installing? You see it. You can now from the last episode, you know how to use the um, app cache so you can search now and discover what your repository has as far as information on the packages. And the reason I'm showing you all of this is when you're learning Linux and you see a lot of people doing things like you'll start off with a lot of graphical interfaces like you in Linux Mint, we have a store uh, just like other distributions. And that's a GUI way of viewing things. But you'll see a lot of tutorials. People do a lot of things through the command line and it does look much faster. You get just the basic information without all the graphical nonsense which is fine if that's what you want to use. But sometimes I just want the information and this way gives it to me faster and in a format I'm comfortable with now. And I'm showing you how to do the exact same thing. You don't have to pull up a web browser. You know how to use app cache with the search option there and, and start searching through your the uh, distribution's cache of packages to identify each and every single one of these packages and that'll get you going. So I'll try to link to the last episode where uh, part one of the uh, becoming terminal friendly. So that way you can see that or, or listen to that because it's a podcast. Sorry about that. Well, I mean, technically th there are show notes, too, so you can see and listen to it. <laughs> I'm hoping this is a great uh, new user learning tool. But enough distractions. Let's keep powering right through this. We're going to move right on into our third command of the day. We're going to talk about this one is not app related, by the way. This is now we're going into the Debian packaging tool. Uh, this, this comes with a, a lot of Ubuntu based uh, distributions. Again, I'm on Linux Mint 20. So this is called the DPKG tool. And we're going to be using it as DPKG 
hyphen query and we're going to use the dash L option when using that command. Let's go ahead and do a breakdown. So the command name will be called dpkg dash query. Now, I don't think you need to use the dash query here. I, I, I like to use it that way because that's the way it was listed in the man page. But um, and I'll talk to you more about the man pages a little bit later on. Some cool tricks you can do with that as well to keep you from always having to pop into a terminal to read the man page. You can kind of do it through a text file or whatever as well and make it a little bit easier to search through as well because you can use grep to search through it a lot faster that way. But I'll talk to you about that later on. All right. So you know what the query is. That's the name of it. You're just going to be searching. But what we're going to be querying is a list of all the installed packages. So that's why you use the dash L or if you want to do long format, like if you're doing a script with this in there, um, which I don't know why. you, you Yeah. If, if you were interested in doing a long format, it would be dash dash list. So it'd be DPKG hyphen query space dash dash list. So that's the long way of doing it. The short way is just dash L as an option to list install packages. So that'll just give you a massive list. Depending on how many packages you have on your system, it is going to be a big boy list. And I will have an abridged version of that list here. I'm only going to show a couple of packages because again, I think it was like 2000 something packages or something. So there's no need to put all that up on here. You just need to see what it looks like. So that way you can get familiar with what you're going to see. And you'll have an option as to how do you want to view this information? And that's important because of your workflow. How, how do you feel comfortable with it? Now, another thing you could do using DPKG query instead of using the lowercase L, you know, the first one we did DPKG query space hyphen lowercase L. That was the first uh, 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 third command, excuse me, for the fourth command here, we're going to be a little bit more specific and we're going to use dpkg hyphen query space hyphen capital L. Now, and after we get that capital L, we put another space and then we actually give a command name. And the example that I'm going to use here, one of the commands that we got, like the very first command in there or something like that was the add app key command or package, I should say. It's also the command, but it is the package. Excuse me. Mouth is uh, I probably need to drink some water here. OK, I'm back. Had a little bit of water. Uh, Where did we left off? Um, capital L using the DPKG query with the capital L. Or the long form of it, instead of typing capital L, you can spell it out with dash dash list files. Now you give a specific file that you want to list. In this case, we're going to be using the add hyphen apt hyphen key. That's the name of the file we're going to be using because that's the one of the ones that's installed on our system that was revealed when we used the, the uh, third command, which was the dpkg hyphen query space hyphen lowercase l that gave us that massive string of packages installed and we just picked one of the ones at the top to do a specific search on now this specific search using the capital l on the add apt key package would reveal just a vertical sort of uh directory style layout of the package and, you know, location. So it'll give you like the readme, the authors, 
all the other stuff that's in there. So if you if you search like them or any other thing that you have installed, you can find out where it is, <laughs> first of all, which is great. And it, this also depends on how it's installed. So this is DPKG. So if it was installed via a dev package using the app package manager, uh, that's great. But if you did something like use a snap, then this this is not going to cover that. So that's why you run that first. I mean, uh, uh, in order of commands that we've already ran through, you would run that third command, which was the DPKG query lowercase L to first see what commands are available to, to test the specific thing on that, that we're doing now, the uppercase or, or capital L that we're currently talking about. And uh, yeah, I got a couple examples of what those command outputs would be down in the show notes down in there. So you can just scroll right down there, see the DPKG query, uh, the two versions that we're talking about, which is the third command and the fourth command and see what the outputs will look like. And again, those outputs or at least the one for the lowercase L. DPKG query lowercase L, that would be a bridge because it's massive. I am not going to show that whole thing here. All right. So for our fifth and sixth command, we're going to be talking about apt mark. That's the name of another portion of apt. And apt mark basically just allows you to mark and hold a package. That way the package, you know, it won't be allowed to be upgraded if you don't want it to upgrade. And an example of that I can give you, let's say Caden Live, right? Um, Back in the day, or not back in the day, but, you know, about a year ago or whatever, when I started using, well, I guess it was more than a year ago because I started in 2019 using Linux. But um, uh, when I started using Caden Live, either way, no matter when it was, I forgot what version it was, but I do remember it. They had an update and that update caused a lot of crashes. And I was trying to figure out a way to keep that damn thing from updating. Turns out, this method would not have helped me using the apt mark for that particular package because of the way I installed it. I used Flatpak to install it, so I don't believe that apt mark would have saved me in that particular case, but I'm just using it as an example so that you could understand why you would want to keep a program from updating or upgrading. Because when you're trying to get your work done, editing video files and all of that, and everything was great just yesterday and then now Today, this damn thing's crashing nonstop and you don't know what to do. Oh, it was frustrating. I eventually found out that they had, that they had, um, uh, what were they called? App images and the app images. I could just stay on the same version and not upgrade. You know, that would have been so sweet if I had, I, I was new at the time. So I didn't really know I had to do a bunch of Googling to try to figure out what the hell could I possibly do? Found some answers on Reddit. Things worked out ultimately, but if you have a package installed via apt, you know, using apt get or apt uh, or aptitude, whatever, you can then hold that package in its current position so that it will not be updated or upgraded by using the apt hyphen mark command. Now, I got a command example down in here and we're going to I'm going to spell it out for you and then we'll go through a breakdown sudo space apt hyphen mark space hold space and the package that we're going to hold for an example here is google hyphen chrome hyphen stable 
that's the command that we're going to be using. Now let's go ahead and throw a semicolon in here, which is going to serve as, you know, an end of that command. And then we're going to talk about how to reveal that this package was actually held. That is the sudo apt hyphen mark show hold. All right. So you guys know about the sudo root privileges apt mark command name hold is what we want to do using apt mark. So we want to prevent the package from being updated or upgraded, whatever, using hold. And that particular package that we're affecting using hold would be Google Chrome stable. We're going to end that command using the semicolon. Using that, that's going to be our separator as well. So when we run the second command immediately after the first one, we, we do a space after the semicolon and begin our second command, which is sudo apt mark show hold to reveal the packages that are being affected by hold. Nice and easy, isn't it? Now, the breakdown I'll put out there in the show notes will look a little bit better than how I'm explaining it to you, but I hope that it made sense. Now, because that was an example and I really don't want to hold Google Chrome, I just wanted to show you, you that you could hold a package from upgrading just to keep it at a certain version until you're ready to upgrade it. So say, for instance, the, the upgrade uh, 6.1 was buggy. So you're waiting for like 6.2 or 3 to come out and then you'll upgrade to that to avoid the bugginess of 6.1. That's, you know, a nice cleaner example. Um we want to unhold now so that way we can get that clean, stable upgrade. So what we're going to run here, the command is sudo app mark unhold Google Chrome stable, right? That's that's the uh, layout there. And we're going to do a quick little breakdown. Sudo root privileges. Apt mark is the command name. Unhold is what we want to do using apt mark and then Google Chrome stable is the package that was once affected by hold, but will no longer be affected by hold because we're now invoking unhold. All right. Now, once we run that command, once you hit enter and run that, if you were to then do another show hold to reveal what packages are being held, you should get nothing back because you know, that was the only package that you had affected by hold. And now that you've removed it using unhold, yeah, you get zero. Alrighty. Last but not least, our bonus command of the evening. Today, I, I want to share with you how I export my man pages. And I do this because I want to view my man pages in VS Codium. And I can actually like, uh, if I'm in the terminal, also on VS Codium, you know, I told you that it has a built-in terminal. I think it's control tilde or something like that. That'll pull up the, the terminal in VS Codium. But that's the way I, I do a lot of things in the terminal now. And I just open up VS Codium because I got both the notepad and the terminal on one application screen. It was super nice. But uh I like to export my man pages, especially the ones that I use a lot, especially when I was building out the show notes and everything for this. I needed to go back and forth, back and forth and copying and pasting from the terminal is a little bit awkward from time to time, just because you forget to hold shift when you're doing it. So like if you're copying on the text pad, you would just do control C and then you go to another thing and then you do control V to paste. Well, when you're copying from the terminal, you have to do control shift C. 
<laughs> if not, it'll just do control C, which will cancel a command. And, it, you know, and it got a little awkward. So it's like, if I just export these to a text file, I won't have that problem anymore. And now we're about to learn how I do that. It's a massive command. Well, not massive. I shouldn't exaggerate, but it's, it's, it's pretty big. So I'm not going to go through the entire thing. It'll be there so you can see it. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through most of it and leave the rest for you to kind of figure out on your own. So it's like a little exercise built in, but not too difficult. Again, I'm thinking new users are going to benefit from this the most. And, uh, this, this should help. So in that command down there in the bonus command section down there where you'll see exporting man pages, um, the first of all, I started off with touch. You can use touch to create files. You can also use it to update. So you can check the man page for touch by typing in man space touch and then you can see what touch is capable of doing. But we use touch to create the apt get text file. That's the first section of it. We use a semicolon to separate that command and begin the next one, which is running a date command. Now, right after the date command, we use the greater than, and then we want to send because that greater than allows us to send our standard output into a different direction rather than showing it on the screen because we don't want to see it on the screen. We know what it'll reveal, but we want to put it into that command we we are about to create. So the command, the, the file we're about to create is called apt-get-01.txt. We're going to send date, the output of running the date command, directly into that file. And the reason we're doing that, just so we can, whenever we open the file, we'll know the date that we created it, the date and time. Then we're going to run the third part is an echo command. We use the echo command with the hyphen E flag or option. That will allow us to insert a new line. You'll see in double quotes there, I'll have a backslash in. That's how you do new line with echo. So basically, it's just like when you're in a text document and you press enter and you get to the next line. Now, if you were to do that and you didn't type anything, it would just be a blank line, right? Nothing to be there, but you still would create a new line just by pressing the enter key or depending on your keyboard. I think it might be labeled return key, whatever. But that's what that backslash in does. And the only way that'll work is if you have the hyphen E option. If you don't have the hyphen E option, then that backslash N will not create a new line. And then what we want to do is use double greater than symbols there to redirect. What that means is the first one redirects the output. The second one signals to append that redirected output to the selected file. So we don't want to wipe the file and replace it with a new space. We just want to add the new space behind the last thing that we sent to the file, which was the date command. Remember, we sent the output of the date command. Now we're appending to that using a new line using echo. So I'm just putting a space in the file, basically. It's a, it's, a, it's a little weird how you do it, but it, it works. Trust me. And you can test it out. I made this a little bit cleaner uh, rather than my own personal directories. I figured everybody's got just a regular documents directory. So it'd be easier for you to just test this command out on your own. All right. So the fourth section of this command would be apt get version, right? Because we want to know the version of apt get that we have on our system. 
And we want that placed in the command after that new line we just created. So we're throwing our version of at get into the file. The fifth section here is going to be an echo. Now, just like the first echo we used to create a new line, this time you'll see backslash n backslash n apt get. Right. So that's two blank spaces after the version that we just put into the file. Now I'll say that again. Two blank spaces followed by apt get space hyphen hyphen help because that's the command that we're about to send into the file. And then after you see the word help, what do you see? Two more blank spaces or not spaces, uh, new lines. Excuse me. I keep saying spaces, but new lines. That's what the, the backslash in stands for. So you get two new lines app gets uh, dash dash help and then two more new lines. In other words, we, we are creating a label. So when we're viewing the file, you can see that there's going to be a gap in between the version information and then you'll get the label. And then there's going to be another gap following the label. And what are we going to put following the label? Well, the actual command, which is apt get uh, space hyphen hyphen help, which is the help page for apt get. Right. So we want that in the command before we add anything else. Now we go ahead and put, you know, we do the double greater than. Remember, we're we're appending. So double greater than add that app, get help right beneath the label into the command. I mean, into the file. Now, there's three more portions of this. They are intentionally left blank. You should be able to look at them and tell exactly what they're doing from the breakdown that I've given. If not, I mean, just test it, play with it. It's nothing harmful. I'm sure if, if it was something harmful, the community will point it out. We got a great community. I promise you it's not harmful at all. If anything, you'll just be confused until you manipulate it a little bit and then you'll see, oh yeah, he's right. You know, you're just adding labels into a file because you can just open up the file in VS Codium or if you're using Zed or whatever your text, you know, them, whatever you're using. And, um, yeah, you know, just play with it. See what, what you're capable of doing. And, uh, this is basically how I learned, you know, found some commands, read about them in the man pages, uh, maybe even search them online if I couldn't find information the way that I needed to absorb it from the man pages. And then, you know, just kept searching and playing and toying with all of this stuff. And there you go. So, um, now you're, uh, probably 1% less uh, noob, <laughs> which means you're still right beside me in this race. And uh, I hope this was beneficial to you. That's all I've got time for today. And uh, until the next episode, I'll see you guys later. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. 
If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.